Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,859. Buckle up because today we're going on the great race. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Noonan, Georgia, not far from where they filmed The Walking Dead, I hear, but no, I'm not interviewing any Walking Dead or zombies. I'm here with two very special young ladies, Olivia and Jenna Gentry. Olivia, Jenna, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear? And are you girls ready to release the clutch? Oh, yeah, we're ready to go. All right. Well, my listeners will understand in a minute. These are two pretty special young ladies because they did something that kind of rustled the automotive sector. But before we jump into what you did and you sharing what the whole adventure was all about, I'm going to ask you to share one little thing that maybe most people don't know about you. So let's start with Olivia. Let's see, something most people don't know about me. Uh, One thing is, Dirt late models, apart from the great race. So we run 602 dirt late models, and my dad races limited late models. So racing is kind of a part of the whole family circle. 602 dirt late models. Can you explain to our listeners a little bit more descriptive of what that is? Uh, It's just a class of dirt late models here. Late model racing is, is really popular. That the 602 is just the type of motor they also run like 525s, which would be your standard, uh, you know, motor that comes in like a Corvette or something like that. So it's just your standard, um, you know, 602 <clears throat> uh, dirt light model. Very cool. And Jenna, how about you? What's one little thing that maybe most people may not know about you? I feel like most people around here know this, but maybe not as much so, like <clears throat> on the great race level. Um, I have an apparel line called Sweet Victory Apparel, and I've been in the clothing business ever since I was 14 years old, so that's my throw into it. But um, I also have a souvenir trailer that I take around to all the dirt, like model events around here, so I'm in the racing world as well in a different way, but in the apparel industry, not personally racing in dirt tracks. Well, very cool. Two very young, ambitious women I've got here, which is great to hear. Now, you two are, are fairly young. May I ask what your ages are? Yes, so this is Olivia. I am 20. I'm about to be 20 July 23rd, so it's coming up soon. Yeah. I am 18 in April. Okay, cool. Well, like I said, we have two very ambitious uh, young women who love automobiles. And let me give you ladies a proper introduction. And then we're going to talk about this wonderful adventure you took. Jenna and Olivia Gentry are this year's grand champions. That's right, the all-out winners of the great race. It's an annual event. It's been running since 1983, where participants enjoy driving old cars over multiple days on public roads over a set course with a time allotment. This year's event started in San Antonio, Texas and ended in Greenville, South Carolina, Olivia and Jenna drove a 1932 Ford five-window coupe powered by a 21-stud flathead V8 with a three-speed manual transmission in a bright red finish on bright white wall tires. They were born into a family with a passion for motorsports. It's no doubt that these two are the new force to be reckoned with in the future great races. 
to come. Olivia is a licensed realtor uh, who in her spare times, as she said, likes to race in the dirt. And Jenna, of course, has her own motorsports-based apparel company titled Sweet Victory Apparel Company. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with these two young ladies. But first, a word from our valued sponsors. So keep your seatbelts on. We're on the great race today. We will be right back. Summer is here, and that means long, hot days. Oh, boy. Covercraft's UVS custom sunscreens are quality-made and are incredibly fast and easy to use. Your UVS sunscreen is custom-tailored for your vehicle, and their accordion design ensures easy storage. Not only do they protect your dash and interior for maximum protection while parking in the sun, sunscreens keep your vehicle's interior significantly cooler. They are durable. They're dependable for years of use. I have one for all my vehicles. Every time I park my car, my Covercraft sunscreen goes up in the window. You can choose from a variety of colors, including the original, Premier Series, and Carhartt designs. Your sunscreen is manufactured with the quality and attention to detail that's been the standard for Covercraft since 1965. And they make a really great gift as well. Get your summer deal today. Use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Use the code yeah 21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same, my car's value was the same, and I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. The only change was their rate, and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options, I spoke to others, and with American Collectors Insurance is where I now have my policy. What a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush, and provided a reasonable quote. American Collectors Insurance now protects my special ride. I'm saving hundreds of dollars and I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866-AC1-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine. Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. All right, Olivia, Jenna, we are back. So I want to dive a little deeper into the corner here. And I want to talk about the great race because my regular listeners will remember I had the director of the great race, Jeff Stubb. Stubb. I always his name is a tough one with that S-T-U-M-B. He was on my show not too long ago and we talked about the great race, what it means, what it's all about. But now I've got some grand champions. I mean, you guys kind of shook things up. So I want to go back to the beginning. And so that our listeners know who's talking when, I'll address each of you at the beginning so that everybody knows, okay, which one is it? Who's talking now. But why did you decide to do this and do it together? So I'm going to start with you, Olivia. Why did you want to do the great race? So this is something that our family has done for many, many years. Um, Our mom used to compete with our grandfather, also in a 32 Ford, and they competed together up until 2011 when he passed away of pancreatic cancer. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, it kind of 
it was sad, but it also brought a new light to it because at that point, our cousin Jody Knowles stepped in and kind of allowed us to continue to rally. Since then, we've still been going on the race each and every year. Jen and I have ran support. We've been staff members. We sold programs for many years. And then when I finally was old enough to compete, we knew it was something that uh, that we wanted to do. And, and that's kind of why we're here today. So it's we really all owe it all to my grandfather, but just thankful to to continue to do it and, and hope we can continue to do it. Well, this is pretty cool because having family members, then you had some coaching and some ideas of what to expect because this kind of race is a bit challenging. It's it's not really a race at full out speed. It's kind of a time distance deal. For you, Jenna, how important was it to participate in this event that your family had been a big part of and you too? very heartwarming you know I feel like after you've been on the event for so long then it's like family everybody there with you is like family so yes we we all pick our family on the race but also once you get there you have those people that you spend the two weeks with for it's like a whole new family there so whenever you go home it's like you don't really see each other I mean of course we keep up with each other on social media and such but those two weeks are very special for us for all the memories that we've had in the past and how we really started this year kind of meant a lot to us. I really felt like we were trying to do it in honor of our grandparents. Both of our grandparents on both sides were very into cars and everything like that. So I feel like we are honoring them well and hopefully making them proud. Well, no doubt you did. I mean, you come out and this was your first time, Jenna, first time you two competed together in this race, actually driving. So, no, that, sorry, that was Olivia, but this is Jenna <laughs> again. And so that, that was not our first We've competed for, this was our fourth year, but the first year we competed, we won the rookie division. The second year we competed, we were second in sportsman division and in the top 10 overall. I think we were eighth of that year, maybe. And then third year, we won expert division. And I can't remember exactly where we were overall. We were in the top 10. I know that, but I'm not exactly sure where in the top 10, probably top five. I'm sure. I don't, I can't remember exactly. And then uh, this year we won the whole event overall, which is very rare for people, you know, to do that soon. I did. I was not expecting it to happen that soon. You know, usually people compete for years and years and, you know, never even get close to winning the race. So for us to do that, it was crazy and definitely was not expecting it. You know, it's not something that happens very often and few people have the um, chance to win the race and especially this soon and at a young age and being the only women to ever win it. It's crazy. It's so impressive. I mean, it really brings a smile to my face, the honoring your grandparents, having done this for as long as you have, uh, and even at your young age now coming out winning and being the first women woman's team that won. I mean, bravo, you guys, you girls go, as I always like to say. Olivia, what is your favorite thing about participating in the great race, other than winning? Wow. <laughs> yeah, obviously, we're both pretty con- competitive, but just in general, it's such a great event. You're surrounded by so many amazing people, but I have to say for me, just the family aspect of it is so huge. Our whole family goes, our dad runs support for us, and then our mom is competing, and our, our cousin, he drives for my mom, and then his wife, and they've got three kids, so they all come on the race, and it's just, I, I love that so much because I know whenever I was a kid I grew up on the race and I remember so many memories that just really made me who I am and and changed me and now I see his kids get to have that same um, effect and it's just it's so cool and I'm just so thankful to be a part of such a great event. Well Jenna on a race like this do you both 
share driving? Uh, do you each drive different legs of the race? No, sir. On this event, pretty much, like, I feel like you have a job and you stick to it, you know. Very few, if any, drivers and navigators that I know of do switch. Usually, it's like the navigator, It's tr- you have to go through basically training and trial and error to learn what works for you and your car. And same thing with the driver, for the driver to be consistent and everything like that. So, I think it's just kind of one of those, if it ain't broke, then don't fix it kind of thing. Yep. Where we just kept on ever since the beginning, the year the first year we started, Olivia was 16 and I was 14. So from that point on, we've always stuck to that. You know, we've never tried to switch just because she was the only one old enough to drive. And right. so I practiced navigating through that. And it worked out because I'm better with numbers and Olivia is more like reading smart. If mm-hmm. you go back through school, you know, she's always been more so the literature person and I'm more so the math person so it works out well for racing for this kind of racing who was able to drive and who was able to do the calculations and everything like that so it's just kind of worked out well for us to keep it how it is and stay like that for right now. Oh, that's pretty cool. Now, Olivia, explain to the listeners a little bit how this type of, because they call it the great race. But as I mentioned, you're not racing on public roads. It's more of a, if I'm using the term right, time distance type competition where you have to calculate where you're going to be at certain times and it ends up with points. And then at the end, the person that has met all those those stops, I guess, or those check-in points, is that how it works? Or can you kind of walk us through how this whole thing happens? Yeah, so Great Race produces a course. John Classen is our rally master, and every year he produces a phenomenal course for us. And that course is essentially ran by a computer, and the computer runs the course perfectly. Mm-hmm. When we are rallying, Jenna has a stopwatch, and they give us instructions 30 minutes before we leave each day. Those instructions might say, turn right on the first paved road, or decrease to 30 at the curved arrow to the right or stuff such as that. And we are supposed to run the close, run the course as close to perfect as possible. Um, and there's random checkpoints along the way that we don't know where they're at. And so you, you're essentially trying to run perfect for the whole day mm-hmm. or, or as close to perfect as possible. And if you get to a checkpoint and say you were a second early or a second late, at that leg, you would be penalized for that second. Sometimes people are, are minutes off and sometimes you're 15 seconds off and sometimes you're perfect, you know? So, so it's a c- constant battle with the stopwatch. And I'm sure Jenna could tell you more about that than I ever could, but <laughs> you're trying to stay on time all the time. And it's kind of like a scavenger hunt on wheels, I guess. <laughs> well, it sounds very, very technical. So, Jenna, uh, you sit there, you're watching the instructions, you're guiding your sister along, saying, go here, slow down, speed up, go. I mean, wow, that's got to be so complicated. I've done a couple of these with my son when he was young in our sports car. The first one, I will say, we came in dead last. <laughs> we, we didn't do very well. It was so confusing. And of course, he, he was only eight at the time. He'd never done it either and he's saying dad speed up to no wait slow down i don't know tell me tell me what to do i don't know what to do we finally pulled over and kind of got our bearings maybe that's why we came in last but but it was certainly fun so so jenna maybe walk us through a little segment of what it's like guiding your sister and does she ever talk back to you and say no or does she just do exactly what you're told what she's told 
she doesn't usually talk back. I mean, we both know that we've got to do what we've got to do to win, and I'm very competitive, as so is she, and so if I tell her something, then, you know, it's for the both of the best of us. It's not, yeah. I want to win just as bad as uh, anybody does, and I'm very competitive. I take the score seriously and all, so if I tell her to speed up or slow down, then it's for the best of our team, so yeah. we don't really have any arguments over that because we both know that we're trying our hardest to to get to the first position. So when you finish this race, if I understand the way this works, you want to have the lowest number as possible. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah. And where did you end up? Well, we won overall. We had 49 seconds. Oh, okay. This is incredible. Four, this is over how many days? Over nine days. Nine days. You had courses to run every day from Texas to South Carolina and you were only 45 seconds ahead of where you should have been. That is incredible. I, I, is that number a number that a lot of people are some, are they all around that under one minute mark or is this, are you just two phenomenal people? Okay. Um, I actually have the scores pulled up now so I can tell you exactly. So total, you also have a factor that comes in, which is like how old your car is. So we are in a 1932 Ford. So we have a pretty good factor, not as good as some people, you know, some people in a 1916 Hudson have a lot better factor than we do. So that also plays a part in the competition. Oh. Total 51 seconds, that's not factored. And if you factor our score, which means you multiply it by the set factor that they have for the age of your car, our, our score was 41 seconds. Wow. So there are a lot of people in that bracket. We were actually the only people with under a minute total score. Second place was our mom. And she had a minute and two seconds total score. And then factored, she had 50, 50 seconds. So um, at a factored score, we beat them by nine seconds, which is a pretty good lead in uh, great racing because it's a second earlier, a second late. So that's a pretty big lead. And right behind her was one of our other good friends. And they had 51 seconds. So there was only a one second difference between them two. And then there was a nine second lead that we had on our, our mom and cousins. Holy cow. It's just amazing to me over a nine course day. You know, a, a friend of mine and past guest here on Cars, yeah, Brad Phillips, he ran the great race this year as well. In fact, he just moved out here from the East Coast. He's going to be a neighbor of mine very soon here. He's working for LeMay Museum. And of course, Wade Kawasaki with Coker Tires. He was there. Got a great picture of you two and Wade uh, with the winning check. You guys got a nice little payday. How much were your winnings? We won $50,000. Wow. Incredible. Well, Again, congratulations. Uh, now, driving the car that you're driving, did you have a lot of seat time in this car, Jenna? Um, I personally don't really drive the car much around time. I mean, around town. Anytime, any rally we do, we're always in that car. But other than that, I don't really ride around in the car much. Olivia does drive it uh -huh. a good bit around just to make sure everything's running right so that it makes it away and all. I mean, the best you can, you know, just making sure it's all running smooth. But other than whenever we're racing, I don't really ride in or drive the car much. So, Olivia, your impressions of driving a 1932 Ford for nine days straight and having to concentrate the way you did. Give us a little bit of your impressions of that type of a vehicle on this kind of a race. Because I'm guessing, was there any air conditioning? It was kind of hot. It was definitely hot. There is no air conditioning. Um, we do have a cow vent, though, so that helps a lot. 
Although the problem with the Calvin is bees continue to fly in. Oh, no. This is the second <laughs> that we've had this problem. Bees fly in while we're on the clock, and I've gotten stung both times. Oh, no. <laughs> so that is the only problem with that. But um, it, it's definitely warm. But as far as the car, I mean, it honestly runs and drives great, thankfully. Knock oh. on wood. But I can't really, I can't have any complaints. I can't go over 53, really. But um, Apart from that, you know. It's not a bad deal. No, it's not a bad deal at all. Now, that cow vent, maybe uh, maybe a screen or something to keep those bees at bay would be a good idea. Yeah, I'm thinking that's going to be something we add because it's definitely, it's, it's definitely effective. Uh, whenever those bees are coming in and you're trying to maintain speed, it's... Uh, yeah. It becomes kind of So I'm, I'm definitely thinking we're going to need to add a screen or, or something to, to help with that. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So Jenna, if you're going to advise someone else who says, Hey, I want to do this race, what kind of advice would you give them? I would say, you know, you kind of have to run your own race. Don't pay attention to the other people around you, which yes, sometimes that has gotten us in some trouble. But for the most part, you know, if we do see a car come up on us or like we get close to another car, I tell Olivia, like, we just got to run our own race because there's so many mistakes that can be made. You know, you don't know who's right and who's wrong. So if you're guessing off of them, then you don't have any any kind of accuracy to base it off of. So definitely, I would say run your own race and don't compare your scores with other people. You know, if it's your first year, you can't come and compete and like compare scores with someone who's been doing it for five years. That's just not possible. So I would say try to win your division. It's more so what to focus on if it's your your first time racing, I would say focus on your division. Like our first year, we won the rookie division. Then you, you know, move up from division to division and just try to keep on holding your own in, in your division. And eventually you'll you'll make it to the number one spot and stay there. So I didn't think it would happen, but here we are. Well, here you are. A lot of hard work over those years. And, and Olivia, what's your recommendations to somebody who wants to participate in this great race? Um, as far as driving wise, I would say just know your car really drive your car a lot and know, you know, how long do you think it's going to take you to get to a certain speed or stuff like that. So I would just say drive your car and know your car and trust your navigator. You know, like mm -hmm. she said earlier, your navigator's on the same team and y'all are both trying to, to accomplish the same goal and you're going to want to sit there and argue and, and bust and bite, but you just got to trust your navigator and go with your gut and, and run your own race. Great advice, you ladies. Wow, that's how you get to the winner's circle for sure. We're going to take a short break for our sponsors. We come back. I want to ask about perhaps what the biggest challenge was at this year's event. So keep that thought in mind, and we will be right back. We'll make sure the bees stay out of the cowling too. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! 
Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. What began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions, raising over $133 million for charitable organizations to date. For nearly 50 years, automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions, and I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, their auctions are world-class lifestyle events, where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett-Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett-Jackson auctions is contagious, and a unique experience is not to be missed. And be sure to visit BarrettJackson.com today. Barrett-Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. So let's talk about a challenge. No doubt an event like this is fraught with so many challenges because there's so many moving parts to this thing. But I'm going to start with you, Olivia. What was the biggest challenge in this year's event for you personally? Well, like you just said, the whole thing is a challenge, honestly. Just trying to get from point A to point B and and stay on course and stay on time is a big challenge. But one challenge that a lot of people don't think about is uh, public traffic. Mm. So, you know, what? We're rallying on, you know, public roads and obeying uh, normal traffic laws. So one thing that people don't realize could could come into account is uh, factors. Yeah. So a lot of we rally in in rural areas because of the fact that there is less less traffic, and and so it makes great rally roads. But tractors, whenever they pull out on the road, and you're supposed to be say if you're supposed to be running forty and there's a tractor pulling out in front of you, and they're definitely not running 40. Right. That, that can be a challenge, more so for Jenna than me, but I know that's one thing that certainly happened to us, and it happens to everyone, but it's uh, definitely an added challenge that people do not consider when thinking about the race. Oh, can't even imagine the mathematics have to start to, to play in Jenna's head. And for you, Jenna, what's the biggest challenge, or what was the biggest challenge for you? Bees aside. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, you know, just trying to do all the calculations, but still looking, you know, you can't have your head down just doing calculations because you'll miss a sign or a road that you're supposed to go on then and you'll be even more screwed up than you even were in the first place. So I'd say like having a good mix of, you know, getting all your calculations so that you are perfectly on time or as much as possible and still having your head up looking for the next road or the next sign that you're going to turn on. So it's definitely not easy, but you just got to have a good mix and um, work together and like, like we said earlier, you know, you're on the same team, so it's not, you know, oh, well, this is right, this is wrong. It's just trying to help each other out as much as possible, yeah. even though that can be hard. If you, if we messed up something in the first leg, then you got to forget about it and move on to the next one, because if you keep on, like, arguing over that, you're just going to miss something else up in the, like, later on in the day. So you kind of just got to forgive and forget about that stuff and move on to the next thing so you can do better on the next leg, you know? Yeah, it's great, great advice. And of course, Olivia, you know, being a racer, the words that your sister said there, head up, head up. Uh, I know when I went to racing school, I kept hearing that in my ear with the instructor, head up, head up, look ahead, way ahead. And so I can't imagine having to have your head up, looking down the road, looking at the list. Oh, geez, sounds like a lot of work. Now, do you guys have plans 
of going back next year? Is that something you would like to do again, Olivia? Yes, sir. We're planning to uh, to go back next year. I can't remember the exact route that is planned, but they have announced to start and finish city. So super excited for that and just hoping we can go in there and, and maintain our own again. And Jenna, I assume you're going to be uh, next to your sister next year? Yes, sir. I'll be there. All we right. haven't missed one so we'll be there. Ah, oh, so cool. Now, would you think that uh, you guys will be driving the same vehicle next year? You'll be back in the Ford? Yes, sir, we will be. Yeah, very cool. I love it. So here's what I want you to share with me, a special vehicle story. We're going to exclude the Ford out of this because that's your baby. That's what you uh, won the race in. And I'm going to start with you, Olivia. Is there a special vehicle in your past? Now, this could be a car that is your car you drive, or maybe it's a family car, or some, or maybe it's the race car, uh, some kind of vehicle that has a special place in your heart. So I am going to use another 32 Ford, but it's not the one that Jen and I drive. So the 32 Ford that um, my mom has now is the 32 Ford that my grandfather owned. And as a child, I can remember uh, Jenna and I would go for a ride with him when we were at his house in that car. Wow. And we would always get to a little hill, and he would tell us, he'd say, hey, you got to duck because there's a cop. And at the time, I didn't even understand because I couldn't see out of the vehicle. <laughs> but what I would always watch is he wore these little, they were loafers, and there was like little tassels on the loafers. Yes. And I remember as a kid, I would watch those tassels bob up and down, moving from the clutch <laughs> to the gas. And that's really why we wanted a 32 uh, in the first place is just because we have so many memories with his car. Um, and so that's that's got to be my favorite uh, car story, I suppose. Isn't that fun? Your grandfather's tassels on his loafers. That's pretty darn cool. How about you, Jenna? Is it the same vehicle? Same story for you? I'd say that probably. And then also we have a, a 1964 Dart that we restored that we first started out rallying in. Um, our grandfather on our other side had a Dodge dealership, a new car Dodge dealership. So that's what he did. So that's why... That car was special to us. The first car we started rallying in, and we actually, whenever we got our 1932, or we built a 1932 to race in, it's for the factor, you know, of an older car. And so the better, the older your car is, then the better you can do in the race as well. That's a big part of it. So I would say probably the Dart is another special car to us. You know, he sold it new, and actually my family bought it back, and we restored it. And so that's what that was our first car. But we're always into something with cars. I ride dirt bikes a lot around the house. So that's kind of my way of, you know, releasing some stress there. Yeah. But we're always kind of car racing or bike or something. What a fun family you two got to grow up in. Wow, that's pretty darn cool. Well, I'm going to get into your heads a little bit here, okay? Kind of a unique question that I ask all my guests. And I'm going to start with you, Olivia. If you were manifest as a car, now this isn't what you want to be. This is your personality, into a vehicle what kind of vehicle would you be and why oh this is a hard one um, yep i definitely am like an old soul but also i i love like weird quirky cars uh-huh. so i'm gonna say like a probably like a cranbrook maybe a cranbrook <laughs> oh my god you're the first cranbrook on the show like a <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> Maybe that's a bad answer. 
<laughs> well, you know, it's your answer. So that means it's a good answer, but I've never heard that one before. So here, here's the other part of this question. Why? Why that one? I don't know. Actually, can I just say that? <laughs> <laughs> of course you can. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, that was a- I, didn't, I didn't see this question on the floor chart. <laughs> oh, God, that's my card. Okay, I don't know, Jenna. What am I? <laughs> Yeah, you know, here, I just got a good idea here. Here's my idea. Now, now I, I, I said Cranbrook. It's a Cranbrook, of course, Plymouth Cranbrook. And if you look that up, you'll see uh, out there, it's a very interesting car from the 50s, it looks like, early 50s kind of thing. But I'm going to spin this around a little bit because you guys being sisters, you live right across the hall from each other. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask each of you to describe your sister as a vehicle. Okay, because there's there's no rules to this game, so you can have as much fun as you want. So I'm going to start with you again, Olivia. What kind of car is Jenna, and why? Okay, what kind of car is she? Yeah, um, yeah. If she if she woke up tomorrow and she was a car in the garage, she'd definitely be like a '57 Chevy, without a doubt. Okay, like leather interior, like a 350 Trans, where she can really go fast. Okay, like she's a hardcore '57 Chevrolet. Oh. Maybe either. A teal blue or like like a like a maroon red yeah. with white wall tires. Like I said, souped up so she can go fast um, and definitely like like shined up um, convertible. Without a doubt, she's a '57 Chevy. There you go. Well, that's pretty cool. Okay, now Jen, it's your turn. What is Olivia? And I don't think she wants to be a Cranbrook. <laughs> Maybe a Volkswagen bug. A VW bug. Okay, why a VW yeah, bug? Yeah, just you know, different, stands out. Always going a little slower. You know, she's not real. She don't go real fast whenever she's not in a race car. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> in car turtle. So I feel like that's well. Okay, I got it. I got it. Well, that's not bad. Everybody loves a VW Bug. So, uh, and of course, a 57 Chevy. So uh, I think that's great. I'm glad I mixed that up a little bit. It makes for a little bit more fun. I always like to ask, oh, my, yeah. I always like to ask my guests to uh, suggest a great book. So Jenna, is there a book that you've read that you'd like to uh, suggest to the listeners today? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> we both probably haven't read a book since <laughs> But I would say I'm very, like, my favorite, honestly, the only thing that I read is, like, more business-minded stuff and then devotional books. That's okay. So, say one thing, which, I mean, I'm not, I don't hide this at all, but my favorite, so something that I read every day, and I don't read a lot, you know, my whole family knows that, everybody knows, I don't read much, but I would say probably the Sarah Young devotional book, Uh it's, very good and I feel like it helps you just you know to be a better person in your everyday life and so that's something that I can read daily and it helps me with what I'm you know yeah being a better person the way through and just you know living life to the the fullest I can that's awesome that's great I love it and how about you Olivia are you much of a reader (laughs) maybe maybe not big time but I'm not a big reader. No, she is a big reader. She reads a lot more than <laughs> Does she? Yes, but I don't long books. Like I, I'm the type of person like I can if uh, say Hemmings if a Hemmings magazine is right there, like I'll I'll pick it up and I'll read three articles. But I'm I don't read like long books per okay. se. Okay. Like that. But see, I'm trying to think of something I've read recently. 
Uh, I did read Sadie Robertson's recent, more recent book. I can't remember exactly the name of it, but. It, <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. That's a, I know she's. Um, <laughs> I read the most recent one, but I don't remember the name of it. I have read the book Live Original by Sadie Robertson, but that's not the most recent one. That's like the first one she came out with. Is Here, it? I'm trying. See, I'm using my phone to. Here, re- I'll help so you. I can't I'll look, look this stuff up. I'll look at. I didn't look Sarah Young up. Yeah, well, Robert. There, is, there is a book called Live. Remain alive. I think that is was that came out in 2020. So that may be it. Yeah, live, live. Yeah. Oh, live. It. Oh, live. <laughs> Duh, live. Yeah, there we go. Live. Well, I'll make uh, you yeah. two crack me up. I'll make sure that I put uh, links to these books on your show notes page, and uh, so the listeners can go and check them out. We're going to take one more short break and compose ourselves here. Uh, I'm here with the silly gent, <laughs> the silly girls, the gentry girls, and we'll be right back because we're going to go on the ultimate great race. I'm going to twist this one up for you, so sit tight. We'll be right back. Did you know that less than 3% of all automotive technicians in the United States are women? You may not be surprised, but you should be concerned because our country is facing a massive technician shortage right now. Skilled, qualified techs are in high demand, and we need young women and men to consider these careers as a viable path to a fulfilling life. I've interviewed hundreds of women in the automotive sector here on Cars Yeah, and I know that women make great Techs. That's why I support the nonprofit Tech Force Foundation and its Women Techs Rock initiative to ensure women see themselves in the profession, the industry, and the workforce. Learn more at techforce.org today. All right, so ladies, uh, now that we've got our composure back, maybe, I'm going to spin this question a little bit differently for you. I typically ask my guests if they want to go on the ultimate drive, what would they be driving? Who would they be with? This one's going to be a little bit different, and I'm going to make you or force you to pick something different. Uh, Next year on the great race, your 32 Ford's going to be locked in a garage and you can't get into it. You have to pick a different vehicle to take on the great race. If you could pick any vehicle in the world, I can provide you with any vehicle in the world. What would it be and why? So I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with Jenna, uh, our navigator. What type of vehicle would you like to be riding in the right seat or the left if it's a right-hand drive? Maybe it's a British car. Um, Any car in the world. I'd say a 1964 Dodge Dart. And that is if you forget about the factor of the cars that we have in the race. Yeah. Honestly, I miss it so much. Like whenever we're rallying, I'm like, dang, I miss it. We actually had room. You know, in our 32 now, we're very close together. Yep. We'll have a lot of room after we get off the clock, we're still crammed together like that. And I really miss our dart. I love that car. And it was very comfortable and enjoyable to ride in. Nice. Whereas our two were a lot closer together and it's not quite as comfortable to me. Long legs. So in our 32, they're pretty crammed up. But in our 64 dart, it was, I had plenty of room and it was really comfortable. So I understand. Olivia, since you're the driver, what would you like to be driving? Hmm, I'm thinking about this one. Let's see. Probably a 16 Hudson. It's an open cockpit car, and it probably wouldn't be the most comfortable car, but I'd like to drive something, like, old and just see if see if we could hang and 
see how that aspect of driving would. I know it'd take a, a lot longer to get up to speed and, and be harder to maintain speed, but um, I think it'd be a challenge. Huge challenge, yeah. Well, that's cool. I like that approach. Ladies, you have taken me on an awfully fun ride today, and uh, this has been this has been great. I'm really proud of you because even though you've been doing this race a while, to end up where you did first women's team to win and do it the way you did it, my hat's off to you. I mean, I think you probably, I don't think you surprised a lot of people, but I think a lot of people went, wow, oh my gosh, the the game's been upped now. Next year's going to be even harder to beat these two. If you could leave us with a, a parting piece of wisdom or guidance, a mantra, a quote that you live by, what would it be, Jenna? I would say, you know, live every day to the fullest, do the best you can do. Try not to worry about or pay attention much to other people you know if you're doing good people aren't going to like it no matter what you're doing in business in life and competition or anything you know if you're doing good then some people are not going to like it and so I feel like you just got to keep on trucking and you know be yourself don't try to be fake to please anybody I would say just you know be you and live the best life you can because you only have one to live so nicely said how about you Olivia Mine's actually kind of a song. It's called The Coast is Clear by Drake White. Okay. Essentially, that song just talks about uh, really live your life. You know, some people just exist, but if you go out there and really live, you know, you'll put a whole new meaning to life and just try to do the best you can every day and work hard and <laughs> let God lead you where he wants you to go. And, and usually you'll, you'll turn out all right. So that's probably what I'd have to say. Amen. Very nicely said. Listeners out there, here are two young women that are living life way beyond their ages, and what a great inspiration they are to go out and have some fun, do some things, live your own life, just get out there and do it. So I'm going to put the the Great Race website on your show notes page. I'm also going to put a link to Sweet Victory Apparel Company for Jenna's business. You can go and check out the line of clothing she has. It's all very cool. Olivia, you're a real estate agent, correct? Yes, I am licensed in the state of Georgia and Alabama. Very so. cool. And what's the name of the company you're with? Uh, Keller Williams. Keller Williams. There you go. I'll make sure I put a link to that as well. If you're buying some property, a home, selling, whatever, Olivia is your lady to call, especially if you're looking for a house with a lot of garage space. I think she can help you out. Oh, yeah. You can find everything on the Cars yeah website for our show today under Olivia and Jenna, G-E-N-N-A. Last name is Gentry, G-E-N-T-R-Y. And I want to do a shout out to Nick Ellis. Uh, he was just on the show a few days ago. He's the executive director of the RPM Foundation. He introduced me to these young ladies. I'm so happy that he did, and I'm so happy that we could have you on the show. I want to thank you two for being so generous and so inspirational with what you're doing with your life. Really, really cool. Until you and I talk again... I guess I'll see you both at the next great race. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!